It's Monday. It's July 20th. And the word of the day is bibcock, which is a faucet with a bent nozzle. It's also used colloquially as a verb, which means to drape an old t-shirt around your masturbation landing area. <laughs> gotcha. So anytime my wife wears an old t-shirt. I'm no illusions. <laughs> I'm Ethan Wright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 21, God will forget to destroy America over gay marriage for yet another week. Jade Helm 15 operatives won't herd citizens into prison camps right away as a decoy. Rapper 50 Cent admits that his stage name grossly exaggerates his net worth. And we learn that where Jared Fogel might be going, he's going to need all that experience swallowing footlongs. But first, the roundup. As part of a bailout from the European Union, it looks like Greece will be forced to keep its banks closed, mortgage its collective assets, and sell off its houses on Mediterranean for half price after landing on boardwalk with a hotel again. Oh, that sucks. If the economy doesn't recover soon, many Greek citizens in their 20s and 30s could be forced out of retirement. Speaking of not having money, rapper named after Greece's GDP 50 Cent filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection last week. In response to a number of fans that were shocked by the news, Mr. Cent explained, quote, Why the fuck else would I have been in that Melissa McCarthy movie? Think about it. End quote. Moving over to sports news. After investigating a 30-bicycle pileup that temporarily halted the action at the Tour de France earlier this month, race officials suspect a street vendor with an overflowing cart of apples may have been involved in causing the delay. They also mentioned that not taking superhuman steroids really slows you down. It really does. That might have been part of it, too. makes a huge difference. In Caucasian news, the nation of Georgia has formally accused Russia of being all up in their shit. In the other Caucasian meat news... Former fat guy, former thin guy, and current on his way back to fat guy, Jared Fogel, originally of Subway fame, is now officially of scandal involving kitty porn fame. Although he hasn't been arrested or charged, when the FBI raids your house for child pornography, uh, for the purposes of your TV spokesman career, <laughs> yeah. doesn't really matter if they find any that day. So, unless Nambla starts selling veggie sandwiches, Jared's gonna need a new gig. And they probably will. The government of Colombia has announced a plan to negotiate a ceasefire with FARC rebels in an effort to end a conflict that's been ongoing since 1964. So apparently they were just holding out for the gold anniversary, and now we can get to not killing people. In Quark of the Covenant news, a team of scientists working at the Large Hadron Collider facility on the border of France and Switzerland has announced the discovery of the Pentaquark subatomic particle. In response, the same idiots that misinterpreted the God Particle nickname for the Higgs boson will likely be on the lookout for pentagram-shaped satanic versions <laughs> of protons and neutrons from now on. Yeah, unfortunately, at the time of this recording, Deepak Chopra has not yet determined the new particle's magical brain properties, but I'm sure he'll be <laughs> along with that soon. An independent report has verified that the American Psychological Association was complicit in the CIA's torture the shit out of brown people program, making it absolutely impossible to continue to show for the few bad apples excuse. In related news, the U.S. government continues to show for the few bad apples excuse. <laughs> We're not buying it, guys. In stranger than friction news, Japan decided to draw upon its world-renowned TV game show cultural history as start. inspiration for a new sport called the Lube Olympics. <laughs> and yes, 
It's just a bunch of people playing existing sports covered in personal lubricant, uh-huh. just like it sounds. Yeah. And yes, it is fantastic. They even have like human curling, where the human is yes, the stone. Yes, they do. It's fucking awesome. In other crazy fucker news, Ohio resident Michael Hoyt was found not guilty of death threats against House Majority Speaker John Boehner by reason of insanity. Huh. As evidence of his insanity, attorneys for the defendant submitted the fact that he clearly thought John Boehner wielded some kind of legislative power <laughs> or something. In carceration news, President Obama commuted the jail sentences of 46 drug offenders. That ought to do it. Many of whom were still serving time as senior citizens because possession of crack cocaine was treated similar to black market plutonium in the 1980s. Critics of the move cited concerns about causing the emergence of a geriatric drug empire. <laughs> Proponents cited how stupid the critics are. Yeah, right. In other legal news, the crazy fucker that shot all those people at the Batman movie was found not crazy last week and now awaits sentencing for 12 counts of first-degree murder. News reports of the jury's decision of this mass shooting were interrupted by news of a different mass shooting in Chattanooga, which was interrupted by an image of a PR guy for the NRA wondering what the hell that over there was. Way behind you. And in covert... Public Ops News. The Jade Helm 15 military operation started up last week, but so far no indication that the elaborate network of underground tunnels between Walmart locations has allowed the American military to successfully advance against the United States forces, (laughs) thus capturing the Southwest from ourselves. Both sides remain confident, however, and we'll give you updates as events unfold on that front. Or don't. Yes, we'll have more of this week's top headlines in a moment, but first we're going to take a quick look at this week's Champions of Stupidity in a segment that we call Abuse Your Words. First up, also last up, and all the other ones too, we mm-hmm. have Donald Trump, who obviously found out we were going to be off the air for a month and decided it was time to finally cross off, say all the awful things from his bucket list. So he'll be competing against himself for this week's prize. Let's start with his remarks about John McCain. Yes, let's. According to Trump, just because a guy puts his life on the line as a Navy pilot and ends up spending six years as a prisoner of war during Vietnam, that doesn't mean we should, you know, praise him. Trump said, quote, he's not a war hero. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, end quote. <laughs> Pretty much everyone but John McCain. Nuanced yeah. take on it. Yeah, because if there's anything that Republican primary voters can get behind, it's talking shit about decorated veterans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that should work. You don't, you don't see real American heroes like Rambo going around getting <laughs> captured by the Viet Cong. Give me a fucking break, John McCain. So, so, just to recap, the guy who didn't serve in Vietnam because of the bone spurs in his foot is Poor telling gee. the POW veteran, you know... You didn't want to get tortured for six years. You shouldn't have been a shitty pilot that got shot down. <laughs> Fucking fly better next time. Should have had some bone spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Day is for losers. Right. So, yeah. congratulations, Donald. That was good enough to get you into the finals. Well done. But that's just warming up. I mean, you're not even properly discussing Donald Trump mouth shit until you've offended everyone below 30 degrees north and most of the people <laughs> above it. And for that, we're going to have to turn to his prolific bigotry over the last month in his ongoing flame war with everyone with skin darker than Bib Fortuna. Trump took to Twitter <laughs> to explain that the only reason Jeb Bush avoided public hatred of immigrants is that his Mexican wife wouldn't let him. Hold on, though. Isn't Trump married to a Slovenian tween right now? <laughs> right. Isn't he an ex-wife from the Czech Republic? It never stopped him from hating immigrants. Why would he yeah. assume that about Jeb? Next up, 
We have the GOP presidential frontrunner spending a bunch of time and effort getting destroyed in a Twitter feud with modern family writer Danny Zucker. That was fun. It's fantastic. It all started last month when Trump tweeted, quote, I've been warning about China since as early as the 80s. No one wanted to listen. Now our country is in real trouble, uh-huh. end quote. So that part's not in dispute. Donald Trump discovered China in 1985. Everybody knows that. Here's the part that's in dispute. The response from Mr. Zucker that probably sparked the whole conflict. Quote, you've always been tough on China, sir, particularly the children who make your shitty clothes. End quote. Of course, this was complete with an image of a Trump brand shirt with a made in China tag. Well, but now in Trump's defense, that's not hypocritical or anything because he's clearly trying to kill off as many Chinese kids as he can before they invade America. He's trying to reduce the numbers in advance. Fair enough. So here's where the Donald turned on the intellect. He shot back, quote, Danny, you're a total loser. Oh, and also presumably performed a dance number from Greece with his 50s biker gang so he could send Zucker a You Got Served video. But now when it comes to ridiculous, unbelievable nonsense from the Donald, one of the most egregious nuggets of bullshit that has slipped out of his face rectum was the lie that he's been telling the longest. And that's the lie about his net worth. Just a weird lie. Apparently, he fears that his personal brand will be diminished if he has to admit that he currently has way less money than he inherited from his dad in the first place (laughs) and thus hasn't actually earned a penny in his entire fucking life all put together. So he tried to bury his true net worth in a financial statement to the FEC that had all the veracity of a horoscope. (laughs) So when you factor in the planetary alignment, how much money does he have? $10 billion. $10 billion. It's at least $2 billion more than he said it was two months ago, by the way, before he got huh. fired by virtually everyone that's ever employed him, and at least $6 billion more than his actual net worth. <laughs> in fact, when his debts are properly factored in, it might be $9.875 billion more than his actual net worth. It's like his accountant told him how much money he has. Trump said, uh, no, that's not going to work. Right. Uh, we already decided on my campaign slogan, Donald Trump. I have $10 billion. Right. So we printed up signs like, we're, you're going you're gonna to have to fudge that. You know, perhaps fearing that the at least fantastical billion. nature of his disclosures would be ferreted out by the clever media, the Trump campaign sought to increase the credibility of the statement, though, by rendering the entire fucking thing in all caps. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, a fucking financial disclosure yeah. from an insane person. Yeah. He also thought it might help to uh, triple space it, reduce the margins, and shave his pubes to make the number look bigger. <laughs> Didn't work. A couple of examples of what we're talking about, by the way. So Trump includes about $300 million on the statement for the future value of properties under development, which would be properly evaluated at $0. He also overestimates the value of his real estate holdings by at least a billion dollars. But my personal favorite departure from reality was his valuation of his personal brand, which he estimated at $3 billion. It's it's worth $3 billion just to be Donald fucking Trumpy Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump is worth $3 billion. Yes. Now, keep in mind that Forbes has never valued his personal brand over $125 million and currently <laughs> values it at zero. It's probably moving to the negative if he says one more fucking thing about the Mexicans. Not even close. Next up, we have the reason Donald Trump got fired by all the companies. Yes. While announcing his ambition to become leader of the free world last month, he decided it was important to make a good first impression, so he made sure to play up the most Mexicans are rapist drug dealers pillar of his platform. According to Trump, quote, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. (laughs) Oh, well, 
in that so, case, yeah, no, he dug himself right what, back at way the end. Way to but. throw a bone at the end by keeping it from being racist. No, I'm, saved I'm, it. I'm sure about the rapists and the drug dealers, but if I had to guess, <laughs> I'd say they're also good Mexicans. I'm, I'm assuming, since I've never actually met a good one, but I'm guessing that there's some of them out there somewhere, the good ones. <laughs> And like what they're sending, like there's the Mexican government right. sending, like which one of which which one of these should we send to America? Let's go with the rapists and the guys with the cocaine. Rapists, raise your hands. Perfect. All right. <laughs> right. So uh, the Donald made a few other remarks on this topic recently as well. During an interview earlier this month with CNN's Don Lemon, uh, there was some kind of context, but it really doesn't matter what it was because Trump said, "quote Well, somebody's doing the raping, Don. I mean, somebody's doing it." Who's doing the raping? Who's doing the raping? End quote. Yeah. So There's some things that, yeah, that regardless of context. Word forward. So I'm going to put that back in context, but it really doesn't help that much. Trump read a news story about rape statistics in the immigrant community, and it looks like he managed to confuse rapist with rape victim. So, I, you know, honest mistake, but when Lemon corrected him, and explained that the story definitely wasn't saying that 80% of Mexican immigrants are rapists. That's when Trump replied, well, somebody's doing the raping, Don. Who's doing the raping, etc." Right. Yeah, right. Since all rapes are committed within ethnic groups and you need a new rapist for each exactly. rape, that makes sense. Otherwise, it would be really fucking stupid. But considering those two facts, it makes perfect Pigeonhole sense. Pigeonhole problem, yeah. <laughs> and just in case the Mexico gaffe needed a few more bonus points... Trump also recently announced his plan to hire all the Mexican-American immigrants and have them build the south side of a wall, mm -hmm. at yeah. which point he's going to lock them all out and send Mexico a bill for their nice new wall. So all the rapist confusion stuff plus that, top contender for the title. And in 99 out of 100 dumbest thing a person ever said publicly contests, Mexican immigrants are mostly rapists would be a clear winner. <laughs> But so? not so much with Trump. See, it's one thing to take to Twitter to berate a middle-aged TV writer. Quite another when you're talking shit about one of Earth's most notorious killers. Well, I gotta say, I've definitely softened my opinion of homicidal fugitive heroin kingpins. <laughs> it's hard not to like story. the guy just you know, because just of like, the escape, you know, but honestly. I don't want anything to happen, but... So, Anyway, enter El Chapo Guzman, the Mexican drug lord that just had his minions build an underground, fully lighted, air-conditioned escape tunnel directly to his maximum security prison cell. First-class accommodation. Yeah, right. And so Trump decided to target that infamous murderer <laughs> with a little of his patented, randomly capitalized, third-grade vocabulary Twitter wit, to which El Chapo basically responded, I have already been looking for an excuse to kill you, dude. Oh, good. Perfect. I yeah. needed one of those anyway. <laughs> Thanks. So maybe instead of the GOP debates, maybe they can do something more like like a Hunger Games scenario. You know? we, get, we get El Chapo in there, rounds out the field, you know, throw him into a giant hedge maze and see who lives. I bet Middle John of Mexico McCain City, comes see out pretty get good because he doesn't have bone spurs. He'd be able to run. Now, uh, Trump doth protest that he's not worried at all about the threats and that the radical increase in personal security that immediately followed the threats were a complete coincidence. Guzman Obviously. boasts that he's killed around 3,000 people in his life, and even if he's treating that number the same way that Trump treats his net worth, that's still at least four dozen murder victims, and that's a lot. And while I would never hope for the death of a fellow human being, I do kind of hope El Chapo at least rapes him. That would be poetic justice <laughs> right there. And we have a winner. Congrats to Abuse Your Words champion, Donald Trump. And first well done, and second runner-up, so yeah. <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, No Illusions. Noah, the world wants to know your opinion on OJ. 
doesn't. Uh, guilty and no pulp, guilty and some pulp, or guilty and Grove Stand. You know what? I'm going to go with innocent and tastes just fine with toothpaste because, fuck, honestly, <laughs> this is a show about politics here. <laughs> so before we get to our first headline, let's check in with Twitter and see if they heard anything about racist billionaire presidential candidates in the news lately. And they did. Trending this week was hashtag Trump your cat. This particular trend involves a picture of your cat with a Donald Trump looking hairpiece. So we're looking for captions to go with a Trump your cat photo. Okay. Would you like to play or pass? I think I got one. How about Dear Donald, stop giving things with golf ball sized brains a bad name. <laughs> what about Dear Donald, we regurgitate hairballs too. This is why we don't keep them as a toupee. <laughs> See that? It's it's hard not, not to go after one. the hair. I also consider, dear Donald, can I eat that thing on your head when you're done with it? But <laughs> I went with the gold ball-sized braid one instead. And this week's random stranger winner was at No Thoughts Here, who had, those mother effing dogs are rapists. <laughs> so well played at No Thoughts Here. I can just see Bill Cosby's dog slipping roofies to people's lower legs or something. Yeah, it makes sense. Topical. Specifically and, the chihuahuas, I would think. In our lead story tonight, if President Obama is indeed planning to bring about the apocalypse before the end of his term, it looks like it won't involve any nuclear weapons launched from Iran. After nearly two years of negotiation, the UK, France, Germany, China, Russia, and the United States have reached an accord with the Iranian government. In exchange for reducing their nuclear program and providing increased access to inspectors, Iran will receive... Having an economy again and <laughs> currency as the world slowly lifts a variety of economic sanctions against them that's yeah. crippling the economy. I've got to say it's been really hard not to spend the entire week reflecting on just how bad we fucked up in 2004. So proponents of the deal are saying things like, good, that's exactly how sanctions work. Well, and they're supposed to, yeah. Good. Maybe in a couple years I won't need a wheelbarrow of cash to buy a soda in Tehran. <laughs> and Good. The crazy theocracy that lives next to the terrorist rogue state run by their rival tribe has less nuclear bomb stuff now. And yet somehow everyone's not happy. For example, John, it's not Boner or Boehner made a statement condemning the specifics of the agreement less than three hours after the deal was announced. He assured reporters that he was outraged by the concessions the Obama administration made and would likely be even more outraged once he found out what those concessions were. And then <laughs> yeah. he found out what they were, and he was he was right. He was yeah. pissed about it. No question. The deal definitely has some critics as well. Some feel like the terms could have been better for us if we held out longer instead of focusing on locking down a resolution so Obama's biographer could start drafting the nuclear legacy chapter of his memoirs. Other critics preferred we do nothing at all. So that Iran's economy remains crippled by sanctions because Islamic theocracies full of people living in extreme poverty, those are good and stable. They tend to be. Yeah. But I mean, I think we should also acknowledge the Trump slash Netanyahu plan of just nuking the country until there's nothing left but cockroaches and then sending in Orkin because (laughs) those roaches probably hate Jews, too. That's also an option. It's been on the table. Let's call that plan B. And in Stars and Bard news tonight. More than 40,000 South Carolinians have come together to urge their state government to disassociate itself from their long and shameful history of mistreating the whites. In a petition calling for increased cultural sensitivity, cracker Americans are seeking the removal of a monument to African-American history that sits on the state house lawn, citing the fact that public reminders of slavery are really awkward for white people. 
Yeah, rather and, not um, think about it. Supporters of the monument, on the other hand, cited the fact that public reminders of slavery are really awkward for white people. Yeah, exactly. That's the point, asshole. In an embarrassingly butthurt response to the removal of his precious Negro hate and flag, South Carolina resident Keith Harmon authored the petition, which reads in part, quote, The African-American monument depicts slave ships, mistreatment, and words such as segregation and Jim Crow. That being the case, it is undeniable that this monument can and does serve to invoke in the white community feelings of shame, humiliation, and offense, serving as a constant reminder of the dark history of slavery, end quote. Yeah, we have to forget about slavery. We've moved past it. We're past slavery. Never say never forget. (laughs) No, I I will readily admit, as an ashamed white guy, that this petition is definitely about shaming white people, just not in the direction that Harmon thinks. But the equivocation here is fucking insane. His argument is that if you take down the symbol of slavery being awesome, you also have to take (laughs) away the one about it being horrible. (laughs) With more on this story. We turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at the Charleston State House. Lucinda, is there anything new to report on the controversy? As a matter of fact, Heath, after a late night session on Friday, it looks like the state legislature has reached a compromise that should make everyone happy. I'm hoping the compromise is leaving the monument alone and telling the petitioners to go fuck themselves. Is that it? What are they going to do? Well, that wouldn't be very South Carolina at all, now would it? Of course not. So they're actually considering appeasing the racists. Well, there's no question that the current political climate in the South has led to the resurgence of racism across the region. Hell, even Atticus Finch is getting in on the action. (laughs) And if you're a South Carolina representative, most of the people you're being paid to represent are racist. So coming up with a solution that ignored the bigots wouldn't be fair at all. Uh, I disagree. Well, that's because you're not running for re-election in South Carolina, Heath. Gotcha. So what's the plan then? Well, as I understand, the compromise under discussion right now would remove all the monuments that offend the white people by shaming them about their past. And since the only historical occurrence in South Carolina in history that white people aren't ashamed of is the birth of Stephen Colbert, they'll require removing all the historical monuments. Huh. So is there any chance they'll erect a statue of Stephen Colbert somewhere? Well, they talked about it, but ultimately they scrapped it since white people in South Carolina are also ashamed because of that being the only non-shameful thing that happened in South Carolina in history. I see. Um, are there any other monuments slated for removal? All the obelisks. Really? Why? They serve to remind white rednecks how small their penises are compared to the people they keep saying are inferior to them. <laughs> gotcha. Anything else? All the publicly visible clocks. Wait, what? All the the clocks, clocks? Heath. Why? Well, Heath, if you consider the existence of this petition, white people in South Carolina should really be every bit as ashamed of their present as their past. So anything that reminds white South Carolinians that they aren't in the distant future is pretty embarrassing. Guess I can't argue with that. Is there uh, anything else that we can... Oh, so sorry, Heath. I've got to run. So soon? Well, I've just been advised that the existence of this news report is reminding white South Carolinians how ashamed of themselves they are. So it's no longer legal (laughs) under the new compromise. All right. Stay safe. Will do. Thank you, Lucinda.
And in Kuiper sensitivity news tonight, NASA's New Horizons probe completed a successful flyby of the Pluto system on Tuesday. Proving once again that science is fucking awesome, NASA engineers launched a probe the size of a grand piano 31,000 miles per hour at a target 3 billion miles away and came up within 10,000 miles of their intended distance from the target. In related news, all the nine scientific methods of understanding the world around us collectively achieved absolutely nothing in the nine years it took us to reach Pluto, by the way. Yeah, well, you got to admit, though, that they certainly inspired some really good movies with Kirk Cameron. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't I'd say that, admit that. So that makes the score 1-1. One, one. Your moves, science. Now, public interest in the flyby has led to renewed vitriol in the debate over Pluto's planetary status, as many armchair astronomers argued that the coolness of these new photos will somehow allow Pluto to clear its orbital path of debris. At the same time, equally groundbreaking pictures of Ceres have led those same people to not do that for some reason. So for the record, look, guys, you can either have Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune... Or you can have Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Vesta, Ceres, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Aries, Maki, Maki, 2007, OR, Subscript 10, Heumea, Quayar, Sedna, Orcus, Salacia, Varda, Varuna, Ixian, Chaos, Huya, Silanunum, Sito, Taharan, Hiawako, Typhon, and Logos. So good luck with the mnemonic, guys. It's not a fucking planet. It's really cool, but it's not a fucking My planet. My very damn it. And finally tonight, from the School's Out Forever file. Elementary, middle, and high school graduate Scott Walker officially announced his bid for the GOP presidential nomination earlier this month, starting with a tweet on a Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. With all the gravitas of a tween bragging about their new candy crush score, we learned about clown number 15 stuffing himself into the Republican matchbox car of this election. Mm -hmm. And just for the record, Donald Trump is driving that car right now. And perhaps even more embarrassing for the GOP, Scott Walker is considered a top-tier candidate. (laughs) You may remember Scott Walker for being one of three governors in history to have their state try to vote them out during the middle of a term. I remember that, yeah. Or you may remember him from just barely surviving that recall election by breaking campaign finance laws using Koch brothers' money. I remember that, too. Or from when he managed to get the case about the campaign finance violations drop using Koch Brothers money. <laughs> I also remember Walker that. also stripped government workers, including the entire teachers' union, of their right to collective bargaining, and also slashed the budget of the state university system. So, looks like he's got a nice, robust platform of wealthy, minoritarian politics to work with there. And he clearly needs our help with some ideas for his ad campaign. Well, luckily, he left a lot of people unemployed up there. So we put our team of underpaid Wisconsinite public servants to the task of coming up with our top five Scott Walker campaign slogans. Yes, we did. Number five, Scott Walker. I'm urinating directly onto Robert LaFollette's grave as you read this. <laughs> and if, you, if the name doesn't ring a bell, by the way, you're very likely my base. I didn't go to college either. At number four, Scott Walker. Let's go to work. Except teachers, you're all fired. <laughs> and maybe rehired as part-time, independent contractor, knowledge consultants. We'll see, yeah, exactly. Because the I created jobs by firing no people thing worked out really well for Romney. <laughs> so might as well stick with it. At number three, Scott Walker. Brian Williams never graduated college. Is he unreliable? <laughs> Come on. As near as he can remember, no, not at all. <laughs> at number two, Walker in 2016. Teachers get three-fifths of a vote from now on. 70% is fair. (laughs) That's fair. And if they give you any shit, I'm going to knock it down to (laughs) four-fifths. And at number one, Scotty Walks. Not that my relationship with the Koch brothers is any of your business, 
but their old balls actually taste pretty good. <laughs> they do. The wrinkles than I would really keep the, keep the salt in. If they were young enough to still ejaculate, yes, I would swallow. And I'm not ashamed of that. You wouldn't suck some old balls for $800 million? Yeah, right? Come on. Right? <laughs> and that's going to do it for episode 21. Thanks to No Illusions for being otherwise trained in the skeptallergic arts. Thanks to his lovely wife, Lucinda, for agreeing to a life of aimless wandering as a roving reporter. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Nicholas, Lil Buckaroo, Kevin, Brian, the Irreverent Skeptics Podcast, Cookie, Patrick, Joe, Kellen, Will, Frederick, Rachel, Justin, and B. Arthur's Cock, whose sexual partner's explosively powerful orgasms have the intensity and blast radius to extract natural gas from underground shale. A frack fuck. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine squirt-inducing people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Scathing Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from scathingatheist.com. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to the man who hits pockets like Minnesota Fats, Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. I got caught up on it, so I didn't even start it. I didn't even start it. All right. I'm going to sign out and over artistically with that it's. All right. What's my motivation? The fact that it's Monday. <laughs> Sorry. All right.